This was the extraordinary moment of prayer, the Irby at Orby blessing of March the 27th, 2020, the first ever of its kind offered apart from the election of a Pope, Christmas, or Easter. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity amidst the city and the world. I doubt that any short podcast will give you balance and clarity to last for a lifetime. My hope, though, is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. A gray and empty square amid the steady fall of rain, the image of a sorrowful mother with child in arms, the impression of blood and water flowing down the corpus hung on an ancient crucifix. We watched through a portal, kneeling on our kitchen floor, and wept. A thousand bells, a thousand sirens, a frail man in white limps to the threshold of the world, and the Son of Man is lifted up and draws all to himself. This was the extraordinary moment of prayer, the Irby at Orby blessing of March the 27th, 2020, the first ever of its kind offered apart from the election of a Pope, Christmas, or Easter. On a bleak Friday during Lent, and in the midst of worldwide pandemic and upheaval, we witnessed the Vicar of Christ express the eloquence of his office. He pleaded, interceded, and blessed. He taught with authority and spoke to weary hearts, words to rouse. I have to confess that as we watched, we didn't understand much, since we had unknowingly opted for a live stream without subtitles or translation. I made out that he was referencing the apostles in a storm as their boat was being tossed by waves while Christ slept on. I understood the word fear and noticed that it was spoken often. Paura. I only know it in Italian because it was spoken often by St. John Paul II as well. It wasn't until after the blessing that I found the translation, and I read it, and I wept again. The Holy Father spoke about our bleak reality, and I quote, Thick darkness has gathered over our squares, our streets, and our cities. It has taken over our lives, filling everything with a deafening silence and a distressing void that stops everything as it passes by. We feel it in the air. We notice it in people's gestures. Their glances give them away. We find ourselves afraid and lost. End quote. There is no sugarcoating the awful reality of this pandemic. The many lives lost the mounting fear that the worst is still yet to come. Pope Francis equated it to the apostles in the midst of a storm being tossed about, and he called us to trust, to know that the Father cares, that Jesus cares, even while it seems that he is sleeping. He spoke about the storm itself and what it exposes. And again, to quote Pope Francis, the storm exposes our vulnerability and uncovers those false and superfluous certainties around which we have constructed our daily schedules, our projects, our habits, and priorities. It shows us how we have allowed to become dull and feeble the very things that nourish, sustain, and strengthen our lives and our communities. The tempest lays bare all our prepackaged ideas and forgetfulness of what nourishes our people's souls. All those attempts to anesthetize us with ways of thinking and acting that supposedly save us, but instead prove incapable of putting us in touch with our roots and keeping alive the memory of those who have gone before us. We deprive ourselves of the antibodies we need to confront adversity. In this storm, the facade of those stereotypes with which we camouflaged our egos, always worrying about our image, has fallen away. 
uncovering once more that blessed common belonging of which we cannot be deprived, our belonging as brothers and sisters, end quote. This really got to me. So often I'm an amnesiac, forgetting who I really am and what I'm really doing, grasping for comfort in things that supposedly save. I find that in the midst of this, I've lost many of my hiding spots, and each day battle against myself not to find new coping mechanisms, to anesthetize and numb my deepest aches and longings away. The Holy Father pointed to our Lenten call to repentance, to the quiet sanctity and heroism being expressed in hospitals, in grocery stores, and in homes. And above all, he pointed to the kerygma, the central proclamation of our faith. To quote again, By his cross we have been saved in order to embrace hope and let it strengthen and sustain all measures and all possible avenues for helping us protect ourselves and others. Embracing the Lord in order to embrace hope. That is the strength of faith, which frees us from fear and gives us hope. End quote. The central saving message of the gospel is brought out to the threshold of our sick and suffering world. The gospel must be proclaimed and lived boldly, even amid our homes in the midst of our shuttered world. Better still, Christ himself, in the monstrance and in many distressing disguises, is now being lifted up at the threshold of the world. He himself is broadcast in a way that should stir up our longing for the bridegroom, for the day that we can all gather again at the Eucharistic table, at the altar in our parishes, and gather and receive him again. He himself is now hiding in the eyes of our family members, in the sick, in the healthcare worker, in the grocery worker, and in a thousand unexpected places. Urbi et orbi, to the city and the world. A light shines in the midst of the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. For Ascension, I'm Colin McIver, reminding you to take a step forward.